Can I read you this thing? My cat is licking himself loudly and wetly somewhere in this pitch black room, and it sounds like there's an old man eating a bowl of chili in the dark with me. It's so true. Okay? It's just so true. Because I, I hate when they do that. Uh, I'm fine. Okay. I'm ready. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> Is that it? Are we going? <laughs> I'm still it's been so long. I'm still thinking about old men eating chili in the dark. <laughs> That's like scary. That's some scary shit. Because you're picturing, like, an old man sitting in the corner. Like a really old man with, like, suspenders. He doesn't have a lot of hair. He looks a little bit like Andy does right now. I was now. just going to say he looks like Andy. Mm. Anyhow. Ah, oh, well. Welcome to the Old Man V-Spot podcast. That's Cat. Also, I'm Danny. That's the end of the intro. I said you were Cat. Oh, I You were busy moving attention. your thing. Oh, yeah, you're I fine. Am, I am Cat. You're correct. Um... Oh, what was I going to say? Do you think, speaking of the worst, if we were the worst thing to listen to, do you think anyone has ever been like, this is the worst thing ever, we should play a drinking game to it? Like To this podcast? Yeah, like every time they say um or like, we take a drink. <laughs> You'd probably get super drunk. Yeah. Yeah. I or like every it. time they say, uh, then you waterfall, like an awkward, an awkward pause, pause or, or Yeah. Or, like, every time they're like, what are you saying? Trying to figure out the silent producer, you have to take a shot. Or every time we're like, yeah, you know, I really don't know. <laughs> or don't be a fucking asshole. Yeah. Interesting. Oh. The yeah, we should uh, TM that. TM, TM. TM, 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 TM. <laughs> 50, 50% rights if you start this on Kickstarter. Some card game. 50% shit. I don't know. All right. Yeah. So. Take a shot. I was just going to say. Shot, 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 shot. So what now? Um, Speaking of shots, let's go to Taco Bell. What? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Because I after you've taken intro. way too many shots, you typically want to go to Taco Honestly, Bell. Honestly, yes. Yeah. See, I got you. Honestly, yes. Or like <laughs> that's that, right. That that fourth meal. That fourth after you've meal. had the liquid God meal, damn. then you fourth meal at Taco Bell. Fuck yes. Yeah. I can't wait. So what is, I saw a, a tweety tweet about it, but what is, what's the big. What's good at Taco like, Bell? Yeah, what's the, what's the good shtick? I mean, I, unless Andy has an update, I haven't like seen any like official menu updates or anything. I just know that they're like gearing up to launch their, um, their vegan menu. Like there's, it's going to be like a separate vegan menu. In Dallas? See, take a shot, folks, while I figure this out. Go ahead and take a shot. <laughs> Um, full vegetarian menu that he's slowly telling us what's happening yeah so um according to blah 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 see we should have been prepared for this people are getting so drunk right now (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so full vegetarian menu um it's going to be launched in the Dallas, Texas area starting yeah, last Thursday, apparently, April 4th. Um, the menu will offer two new vegan items, a vegetarian Crunchwrap Supreme and a vegetarian Quesarito, both of which are American Vegetarian Association certified. Um, the seven-layer burrito is also featured on the menu. 
Um, so then to veganize the crunch wrap, it'd probably be like take out the, the cheese, cheese and the sour, the sour cream. cream out. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully those things will come to the rest of us soon. Honestly, all I want is to go to Del Taco, though, because they have the mm. Beyond Meat. I had. Because I think I'm, my guess is Taco Bell is just doing like black bean stuff. Yeah, I don't that's think. what it said. But yeah. like, I want Del Taco because I want. Yeah, I had a quesadilla at Candle Cafe yesterday that used Impossible Beef, Hmm. and it was fucking good. Really? Yeah, and now I don't know if that means they just crumbled an Impossible Burger or what that means, but that's what the menu said, Impossible Beef crumbles, and it was really good. Hmm. I enjoyed it very much. Well, I think some restaurants have had Impossible Meat come to them like in like a a bulk, so maybe it's that. So maybe... Interesting. Um, but so there's that, and then St. Louis Burger Kings have Impossible Burgers now. So in theory, which please for the love of fucking God, Burger King, can you please put that everywhere? <laughs> like, okay, so this is what I want to know: Why Dallas and why St. Louis? I don't know. It like it's always claimed that they put it in areas where like there's a high demand, but like no, I'm sorry. That would be like I would imagine New York, Boston, Dallas, yeah, Texas, yeah, St. Louis. St. Louis, like I would think like Portland, <laughs> Oregon or, you know, places where there's a huge Washington DC, yeah, anything I don't know, like that. But like just give it to me, bro. Or like thing. LA, any of like the yeah. main ones that you would think of. I know I um know. I think Chicago, like there was one of the I don't know, maybe I'm messing this up. See, everybody, more shots. Um, There's, I think, one of the, like, main home offices for McDonald's is in Chicago. So, like, at their home office, Mm -hmm. they were doing vegan or vegetarian stuff, Mm -hmm. but, like, nowhere else in the U.S. So I don't really know how this stuff is um, decided. But, yeah, I guess that's a good point Andy just made is that it's a good demographic breakdown that matches America in general. So I guess that's true. Like they want to see, you know, people in St. Louis because obviously like L.A. or New York, I guess it would be a hit. So maybe you go somewhere where it's more of a struggle. I don't know. I just know I want all of it. I like that's all I want is to be able again. Like, okay, so picture right now. You need to have dinner. So driving home from your house, I could just roll through the burger. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Get exactly. myself an Impossible Burger and some fries. My mouth is watering as we speak. Their buns are vegan too, right? They they have a vegan I don't bun. Know. I don't know because I know the veggie burger they had was Morningstar, and that's not vegan. So I don't know what's in their buns. I mean, it's plastic, right? Who knows? <laughs> I feel like I could go really off on a food tangent right now because I'm thinking about how I had. See, my I'm truly salivating. She's drooling. I had the hands down best prepared Beyond Burger I have ever had in my life from Whole Foods last week. The Whole Foods in Albany, New York. The best goddamn Beyond Burger I have ever had. And I've had the Beyond Burger there before. But this person, I didn't see who was preparing it. If it was the guy or the girl working, I don't know. But whoever it was, hats off to you. What did you get on it? I just got like the, a normal like burger, but I had the melt pepper jack, follow your heart pepper jack on it. But what she did, and I don't, I don't fucking know. She like mushed it so flat that it wasn't like recognizable as a beyond burger anymore like mm-hmm. it almost looked more like an impossible because it had like no shape it looked like a real burger you know like if you ever see a real burger and it's just like a blob mm-hmm. there's like no shape and it's like this thin mm-hmm. it looked like that so like when she first brought it over i like looked at it and i said to mike i was like is that is that a beyond burger and he was like i mean i saw her put it on the thing she put it on the separate thing so i asked i was like this is a beyond burger right and the woman who like boxed it up was like yep 
And I was like, okay. And it was. I mean, I ate it. It was a Beyond Burger. But I was like, how the fuck did you do this? <laughs> so good. And then he got me another Beyond Burger and brought it to work for me a couple days later. And it was still really good, but it wasn't flat like that. I don't know what that person did. It was so goddamn good. Interesting. The best Beyond Burger I've ever had. Hmm. We've had a couple. And I mean, you know what I love about that is it's like $6. It's cheap. Oh, so good. Too. It's like cheap and good you and can they go got that cheese melted so well uh-huh oh. even andy always gets the pepper jack cheese when he goes there and he never gets cheese on stuff That's so good. anyway what else do we have to talk about uh, you, you, <laughs> yeah what food um shots shots shots, shots. yeah now that's all i'm thinking about no um, um the last like pop culture kind of thing that wasn't food related for once yeah. was um you said something about Megan. Yeah. <laughs> yes, our friend Megan. Our friend Meg. Um no, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. There's an article on Live Kindly I saw that they're going to raise their little BB vegan. Are either of them vegan? Not. They don't like call themselves that, but I know she like makes moves towards being plant-based and I think they both now are trying to make more moves being towards plant-based. Um, and I guess she said, like, straight up that she wants to raise her child that way. Hmm. So I'll take it. Interesting. And I know that she, like, um, encouraged him to not partake in the Boxing Day hunt that, like, the royal family does every year because she's amazing. Hmm. Um, so. Well, let me tell you, and we'll get into this more on another episode. As you know, though. Kids can have an easy fucking time where he is. Oh yeah, for sure. Or she well, is. I mean, do we know the fucking princess? Well, that too. Is or it a prince? prince? Do I'm we know assuming. the gender? I'm just assuming. I don't actually know. Does, is it announced? I don't. Know. I don't know. I read that they're doing like gender neutral colors for the baby room and all of that, which I think is cool too. Um, but I don't think it says whether or not she's having a boy or a girl. I don't really pay attention to that kind of stuff, but um. Yeah, I have no idea. Hmm. But I mean, it's a royal baby. Like, that baby is going to be quite literally catered to. Yes. Well, speaking of being catered to, (laughs) our guest (laughs) happens to do that for a living. Right on it. That was great. That was really good. Start her up. Warm her up. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Let's talk to Kiki, aka the vegan in Wyoming. Drum roll, please. <laughs> well, normally with a guest, we do a cold introduction, which sounds, I, I hate that phrasing because it makes it sound like. What does that even mean? Like, you know, a cold, intro, like just like matter of fact. That's like, you know, if it, well, here, I'll just do it. You're just going to do it? Or are you going to use it? And now on the podcast, we have Kiki, the one and only vegan that matters in Wyoming. <laughs> She's the only one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I feel like that's her, what her business is built around, but maybe not. Kiki, you should We're about to find out. Dun, your... dun, dun, that's like a cold open, like a movie, a cold open. I... It just goes right into it. Okay. You never heard of that? I mean, I have, but I just wanted more clarity around what it looks oh. like. Um, but Kiki, Danny brings up a good point. You should change your Instagram and all of your handles to not just vegan in Wyoming, but the, the vegan. only vegan yeah. that matters in Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good marketing idea or like like capital <laughs> yeah. t-h-e like the, the yeah. vegan in wyoming i wonder if there's a t- statistic somewhere that says how many vegans there are in wyoming 
Or Kiki, do you know them all? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, a- probably less than 100. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like I have so um, many questions. I know. This is really exciting. Um, we're nervous, though. Yeah, we are nervous. Oh, my God. Um, so am I. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were like, so she actually already knows us. Cause, like some of the I other know. guests, let's, you know, the more like, uh, I don't know, the people who don't bother with well, us. Well, like this is a, it's a weird mixture because like I feel like I know you, but obviously like we don't, we don't know, know you, you at all. So but I feel like, like we do. Like, and it's like a really cool thing thing because yeah. we've been talking to you i mean yeah we've been talking to you for a minute so it's yeah. it's cool to have you on the podcast yeah you know I'm like i excited. i remember the beginning of our relationship <laughs> when we were like is this girl gonna send us poison cookies <laughs> and then you didn't and then you didn't which was nice you actually sent us the best cookies <laughs> but it was just that fraction of a moment where we're like technically we're accepting like Treats from strangers. Strangers with candy. Yeah. But you didn't. And that was the beginning. And now here we are. And then we're, I don't know. It's just like, it's like online dating. It is like (laughs) online dating. It's like online dating with cookies. I feel like if more online dating had to do with cookies, then like more people would be like, yeah. More successful relationships would come out of plenty of fish if it were plenty of cookies. You know? Is plenty of fish a dating thing? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Didn't know. Interesting. Yeah. Anyways. I think it's... Yeah, no, it is. But anyway, I, I don't know. Anyway, I've never done online dating. I just want to put that out there. You're looking at me as if I have. <laughs> and I have not. Unless you want to go back to 2004 and you consider MySpace online dating, which I guess maybe. <laughs> anyway, Kiki. <laughs> let's get Hey. Hey, let's focus. All right. Um... So, what do you want to ask her? Um, I mean, I have so many questions, but like, I guess start at the beginning. That's, that's, that's it. Start at the beginning. So, I mean, as you may know, we usually like to kind of hear like people's vegan origin stories. Like, how did you go vegan? Why did you go vegan? How long have you been vegan? Kind I thought of you were like... going to say, as you may know, we make this up as we go along. Well, she knows that. So too. that's why we sound so. She's, she's probably going to walk away from this being like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So maybe if you want to just like give us a little background on you and your kind of vegan journey I suppose yeah okay um so I went vegan in February 2010 I remember it started I didn't even know what the heck a vegan was I was like kind of into music at the time and really got into the band Rise Against and like was looking at some stuff about them on the internet saw how I don't know, they did something with PETA, and I was like, what the heck is this PETA thing? Because here in Wyoming, (laughs) um, people just drive around with those people-eating-tasty animals bumper stickers, and I was like, okay. And um, so I didn't know what that was. So I looked into that, and then I was like, well, what the heck is a vegan? (laughs) And so I looked into that and kind of chased that rabbit hole. And after... Doing a little research and looking into like the stuff that PETA was doing and all of the animal cruelty and watching a couple of the videos, reading a few articles, you know, made me realize that like what I was doing and what I was eating just didn't make sense. 
Um, and it was horrifying to me. And I knew that I didn't want to put an animal product into my body again. So it was a pretty quick switch. I mean, like, I think I was vegetarian for maybe a month. And then I just went vegan. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was really weird. I was like 14 years old mm. and nobody else knew what a vegan was. And so there was a lot of explaining to do and um, a lot of research to do. You know, it was one of those things I just kind of decided that I was going to do it. And it didn't really matter what anyone else thought or what anyone else was going to say. I'd already made up my mind about it. And I was like, OK, I'm just going to do this now. Hmm. So, yeah. Wow. That's first of all, really cool that you did that at 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not nearly as passionate about anything at 14 years old except for like Dawson's Creek <laughs> like <laughs> um, I, yeah um I'm really focused on what I was how thinking old I feel right now oh I know <laughs> sorry it was really funny See, so that's why we do these Skype calls and just the calls because the second you're like 14 and then we were doing the math in our heads of when you're like I'm, I went vegan so in this year old. and we both looked at each other and went oh my god we're so old like we- <laughs> but that's awesome like when I when I was 14 I just was not passionate about anything like like of substance you know what I mean and I'm curious you know because at 14 obviously you're kind of um you know you have your your meals are kind of decided by your parents Mm. I would imagine so like what was it like being young Mm. and like how did your parents respond to that well so my mom didn't really know what to do um so she bought me a vegan cookbook oh and then she was kind of just like okay figure it out from here kid Um, But she was really supportive. I mean, she uh, would take me grocery shopping and then I would just go with my own cart and get the stuff that I needed. And I I honestly had no idea how to cook. I didn't know like what things were vegan, what things weren't. And so that was really hard. And being here in Wyoming, it was like pretty few options, even at the grocery store. Sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was kind of difficult just like figuring it out at first, but it was nice to at least have the support and be able to like have someone who would be like, okay, well, I'll buy you the food that you need. Yeah, that's awesome. I don't feel like I would have necessarily had that kind of support if I did it at such a young age. I was I still don't have that kind yeah. of support from certain <laughs> members of my family. So like just just recently when I was like, yeah, I guess I'll show up for for Easter to see my grandmother and then I got the reaction of well do I have to cook something for you I mean no yeah you don't yeah <laughs> but no okay so it's interesting do you think that kind of with your mom saying like well figure it out and like you know you getting to do your own grocery shopping separate cart kind of thing did that factor in at all to where you are now being that now that's what you like at least part-time do full-time do I'm not sure but like you at least have a business that is vegan cooking do you think that like played into that at all oh yeah for sure and um well actually vegan in wyoming is my full-time job as of january of last year so um yeah um but it definitely did you know i got that one cookbook and i never really cooked that much before and so Actually, it was really interesting when um, we were growing up. My little sister was the one who thought she was going to be a chef and then she cut herself and she's like, no, I don't think I can do this. (laughs) Um, 
So I had no intentions of like being a good cook or really having that much interest in cooking. It was more out of survival at that point. And I sucked at cooking. It was absolutely awful. I like didn't really know how to make anything. And so it was like, hey, I know tofu's vegan and I know that you can get protein from it and you need protein. So I'd like literally crumble tofu in tomato sauce and eat it. And that was like, those were like my meals before I got a cookbook because I had no idea. So yeah, then I like started cooking and I was like, hey, this isn't too awful. And like, I kind of enjoy it. Then I started getting a lot more cookbooks. And then I don't even know like where it switched from getting cookbooks and looking at recipes online to starting to develop my own recipes. You know, it was sometime in like my early teens or something. Um, And then I just like started making up my own recipes and um, doing things for like friends, like cupcakes or cookies or whatever and family. And so, um, yeah, from pretty early on, it was something that I was really interested in. That's cool. Okay, so when is the Vegan in Wyoming cookbook coming out? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I heard writing your own recipes, and I just immediately in my head, I was like, oh, she should write her own cookbook. Absolutely. So, like, if you haven't thought about it, you definitely should. (laughs) So the writing thing is, like, very a very loose term. (laughs) I I say I write things, but, like, nothing is actually written down. Oh, now what you're saying, because this is a hot topic for myself and the silent producer, is you... Do he you, just sighed so deeply. Yeah, he did. He may have been not silent through my mic by how loudly he just sighed. You don't write things down or do you like loosely write things down? Like how do you create the same recipe? More, than I loosely once? write things down to kind of have an idea. I mean, I... Sometimes I get bored and I'll like type out an actual recipe or someone will ask me for something and I'll like type out an actual recipe. But I'd say 95% of the time I have a base recipe for things and then I'm like, okay, well, I can modify it and I know it's going to work. And then I just make so many things so frequently that it's all just in my head. And so whenever, say like cookies, someone's like, I want chocolate chip cookies or I want sugar cookies or whatever. Um, All the recipes are pretty similar and things that I've worked on for the past few years that I can really just kind of throw it together and it works. Hmm. That's that's perfect because I also don't write anything down and it's really frustrating to Andy because he's like, (laughs) that was so good. Did you write it down? I'm like, no, I absolutely didn't. It's like it's all in my head. I know what went in there. And like, exactly. I don't know. Maybe it's an Italian thing for me or whatever, but like it says you know baking I'm way more scientific about it but like I don't know pepper salt I don't measure those things if I'm just cooking I I I just go by like taste I have I have little to no baking ability so I'm not even going to act like I have anything to contribute to this conversation (laughs) (laughs) I don't ever come up with my own recipes or do any of that because I can barely follow an actual recipe um so I'm really impressed by anybody who can bake and bake well 
Um, but that being said, if you want to write down the recipe for the artichoke ricotta stuffed ravioli with pumpkin sage sauce, that would be great. I looked up exactly because <laughs> I have wanted there. I always want your food. But like oh you posted I that, I think twice once, like the actual what it was and then referencing your job. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I want that so badly. It looks so good. <laughs> and most of the time just when saying. I'm like scrolling through my uh, my Instagram, I'm just looking at the pictures. And and so this this thing will happen to me all the time where I'm scrolling through and I'll see a picture of food. I'm like, oh, shit, I want that. Where is it? Assuming it's somewhere local. And it's not. It's you. It's Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, <laughs> OK. Cool. So I'm jealous of all the people who get to enjoy all of the things that you make. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, like, what does what does your business look like, Kiki? Like, it seems like you yeah. do like farmers markets and um and all kinds of different stuff. Like, so like, what do you do? Like, how did how, yeah, you, how you, you Yeah. Like, like how did you get there? You it just became full time. So yeah. So like, how did you? How yeah. do you? How how how, how do? do? so um the whole thing honestly like I didn't think that it would turn into anything about I don't know like almost two years ago um a friend suggested that I should sell desserts at the farmer's market because I'd been posting them on Instagram I started um my Instagram account kind of to document my journey through culinary school and when I came back I was still experimenting a lot in the kitchen and posting a lot of um, pictures of the things that I was making and so someone was like hey you should um, sell your stuff at the farmer's market and I was like oh you can do that like I had no idea so I put in an application and it was actually really easy which was awesome and then uh It was easy for me to be able to work out of my home kitchen because we have a food freedom law here in Wyoming. And so since I'm not dealing with like meat or dairy or eggs or anything like that, and you don't have the risk of like cross-contamination and foodborne illnesses, it made it really easy for me to be able to um, get into these farmer's markets. Hmm. And so I started those um, in August of 2017. And I was like, okay, you know, it's not really going to go anywhere. We'll just do a few markets and see what happens. And then I had a lot of people asking me about dinners because once people found out that I'd gone to culinary school, they were like, oh, you cook too? Like, that's cool. We, You should do dinners. Or people who had been following me on Instagram had been seeing my food and they're like, you should make this and we would buy it. And so I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I remember... I started doing dinners just for one family at first, and I did dinners every single week for them. It was just like a little packaged dinner, and then they'd come pick it up and whatever. Um, And then after a couple of months, I started opening the orders up to anyone and had a lot of really positive feedback on that, and it ended up being a lot busier than I was expecting, which was exciting and so um, between doing those and then setting up the farmer's market then I was able to quit my other job which was awful and at a steakhouse and I do not recommend as a vegan Mm. and then I uh, ended up doing adding another day of dinners and so I ended up doing that a couple times a week and started doing like winter indoor farmer's markets as well 
And um, then I started doing more uh, personal like dessert orders and that kind of stuff on top of that. And then it kind of just turned into what it is now. Oh, that's cool. Um, (laughs) I have two follow up questions from that. One, the food freedom law. What is okay? Is that just what is that? Explain that to me. So, um, yeah, it's like an act. Actually, um, it was just passed like the year before I started doing this. So I got really lucky with that. It makes it to where as long as you're not dealing with those things like meat, dairy, eggs, um, you're able to produce food in a home kitchen. Mm -hmm. Uh, It doesn't have to be inspected. And as long as you're dealing with like Um, directly to the customer so I'm not doing any wholesale or anything Mm -hmm. but if I'm delivering directly to the person or someone orders from me or whatever then I'm able to do what I do that's really cool I have I want to say that New York doesn't have that I don't know New York just tends to be a stickler about basically everything it's interesting though the things that you wouldn't even think about because like I I, it never would occur to me all the laws that are probably like prohibitive of doing something like that Mm -hmm. where you have to have things inspected and you have to check boxes and Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff so that's I mean that is lucky um and then my other question was culinary school you were already vegan then when you went to culinary school yeah, so she went, I she just went. went... Thirteen. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she could be a protege. Yeah. She is. V- uh, you've had her cookies. I mean, she just at thirteen years old. I wouldn't put it past her, honestly. <laughs> um, so how did that go? Because I imagine in culinary school, you didn't go to a vegan culinary school. Um, actually, or... I went to the Natural Gourmet Institute in New York City. Um, so they're 80% uh, plant-based, um, which was pretty great. Um, and then like doing the other stuff was kind of optional. You were allowed to like miss a certain amount of hours. And so the, they only took one week out of the entire six months um, to do things like eggs and fish and meat. And so I just didn't go that week. That's, ac- <laughs> that's actually really cool. But yeah, but I was wondering because I I know I knew that you had gone to culinary school. I wasn't sure of the logistics of that, and I was like, oh man, because if that I didn't know that existed, and I can only imagine if like someone went to a more traditional culinary school, how that would be almost impossible, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it's really cool that even at that one with a plant based one that they're like, yeah, you can miss a certain amount of hours. So you're like, oh okay, I'm gonna stay home and put my feet up now for this this little bit of time. That's really cool. I dig it. Yeah. And they actually just closed. They licensed all of their curriculum to ICE. And so they don't have their location on 21st Street in the city anymore, which is kind of sad. Oh. Oh. I don't think I knew that. No. Yeah. Jeez. Well, that's... No, that sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let's see. Do you have any follow-up next question? Anything else wondering? I'm, I'm really now... The other thing is we always uh, poke fun at Wyoming. (laughs) I don't don't know why. We're mean people. I don't know why anybody (laughs) listens to us. But, you know, it's I'm really wondering, like, is it like you mentioned back when you first had to go vegan grocery shopping, how it was a struggle? Is it still like that in the grocery stores in Wyoming? Um, 
do you find yourself with a lot of the more traditional options like the Beyond Meats or the Oatly or anything like that? Or is it still a bit of a struggle? Um, It's actually gotten really good here lately. Um, I remember after I moved back to Wyoming after living in New York for almost a year, I was like, this place sucks. It's just (laughs) absolutely awful. I don't know what I'm going to do. But I've adapted. And I mean, the cool thing about the culinary school that I went to is they really focused on using whole food ingredients. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of them are things that you can find in any grocery store. And so when I cook the dinners that I cook or when I do um, like the desserts that I cook, uh, a lot of that stuff is available in every single grocery store that Mm -hmm. I go to. And so um, for those kind of things, it's really nice because I am not always searching for something totally different or I don't have to go to that many grocery stores. Um, But as far as specialty stuff, things like Oatly, we just got at one grocery store here in town. Woohoo, congratulations. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And then um, there are a few stores that are carrying like Beyond Meat stuff. And then we have like a natural grocers which is like a very very small version of whole foods and they have a lot of really good stuff but i remember when i first went vegan it was like we had this tiny little health food store and we'd go down um, my mom and i'd go down once a week and like stock up on things like earth balance because you couldn't find that in the store Mm -hmm. and um Mm -hmm. so yeah it's a lot easier than it used to be for sure and are the the people the um people who are your clients are they are the, does it seem like most of them are, are actually vegan or is it people who are trying to go vegan people who are just trying to eat better sometimes like what does your clientele look like um most of them are actually just people who are trying to eat better sometimes i'd say probably 75 to 80% are not vegan um hmm. and then only 20 25% are actually vegan So, yeah, it's kind of interesting that I have those numbers. But then when it comes to dessert orders, it's definitely a lot more vegan. Sure. Wow. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, do you feel like really good about that? Because you should, (laughs) because like you're basically veganizing people just, you know, like we're like, hey, it's cool if we help people go vegan because we're just talking and like you're maybe veganizing people like majority of your clients aren't vegan just by feeding them yeah that's cool like that's really cool yeah and and i mean they could choose it if they're not vegan they could choose to do anything else but they're choosing to order through you like that's that's really cool it's like a big thing i think Mm -hmm. yeah i mean especially here we have quite a few different restaurants here um in the town that i live in and I mean, a lot of them are steakhouses. Mm-hmm. And so uh, to just have that be such a switch for people, um, it's really cool to see. And it's cool to see people excited about it. But, you know, then you always have the other side of things where it's like there are a lot of people that are still like not open minded about the vegan idea at all. So mm-hmm. it's just about finding the right group of people. And I think um, by doing the farmers markets, And then, like, people who know people, um, just word of mouth here in this smaller community has been really helpful. Now, do you, I've always wondered this about, like, all people who cook, chefs, home cooks, whatever it is. Do you ever have, do you always cook for yourself? Do you also go out to eat? Do you ever have those (laughs) moments where you're like, I literally don't want to make anything right now and put in, like, the, like, 
Amy's pizza rolls or something like that. You must, because right? I am not in any way, shape, or form a chef. And most of the time, I'm like, fuck this. I'm not cooking for myself. <laughs> so you must. <laughs> Literally all the time. Like, <laughs> it's not even, you know, it's like, okay, cool. I cook. But, I mean, there are days when it's like... I'm cooking for 10 plus hours and maybe take 30, 45 minute break in that day. And I'm just like, the next day I'm like, I don't want to make anything. Yeah, and I so, imagine. I mean, at least three, like two or three times a week. It's like, I can't do anything. We're either going to eat leftovers or we're going to go out to eat. And I mean, our options here aren't super great. And sometimes you just like need to eat like junk food. Yes. And I don't care. No, I don't <laughs> care either. <laughs> I was gonna say not sometimes for us I feel like most times yeah, we're yeah. Uh, I mean yeah. I need to I'm like in desperate need of grocery shopping so it's definitely gonna be a junk food dinner for me tonight when I get home <laughs> um but Andy had a question for you that I think is a good one he was wondering you mentioned before um but uh before you went vegan seeing all of the um anti like the PETA stickers people eating tasty animals PETA stickers and and um, all that kind of stuff. Do you get any like pushback or have you had any like weird experiences in your area being that um, even a lot of your clients aren't necessarily vegan or anything like that? I think the most um, pushback and that kind of stuff that I get really comes while I'm at the farmer's markets because that's when I am in the public eye and that's when um, I really can interact with anyone so it's not just the very specific people who follow me on Instagram or not just the very specific people who like my page on Facebook um you know I get those people who walk by and they kind of either make a snarky remark or they'll just kind of like laugh to themselves and walk away or they'll be like oh like well I'm not vegan and so they think that they can't eat vegan food which makes zero sense (laughs) and so, you know, when I'm out, um, like, in the world, that's really when I get the most um, pushback. But really, for the most part, no one's, like, directly negative. It's always really indirectly because people don't like conflict, but they like conflict, you know? Of course. Yeah. Hmm. And so I remember, like, my old car that I had, I used to have a bunch of bumper stickers, you know? I had, like, a PETA 2-1 and, like, go vegan and eat like you give a damn from herbivore clothing mm. and, like, just a bunch of different ones. And, you know, like, there'd be people eating hamburgers behind me, flipping me off, or, like, people taking pictures. And I'm like, okay, like, that's cool. You do you. And, you know, I'm doing what I know is right. Yeah. Isn't that, and again, isn't that interesting? It's not like you were flipping off the people right, eating the hamburgers. Right, you right. were just like, you know what? I'm going to put these, you know, make these calm little statements and I'm going to be very upfront about this is how I feel. And then they're the ones who got aggressive. That never ceases to amaze me. Never, never, never. It's very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always. Now I need to know about <laughs> husband in Wyoming. Right? Hus- husband, <laughs> am I right about that? Yeah, we heard his voice. Yeah. Um, does he cook too? He's the bread maker, right? He's the one who's going to be sending us bread. Yes, he makes bread. Right. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, Andy, you didn't know that. Yeah, husband in Wyoming we is the bread maker. About yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does he cook also? Like, will he take up the mantle if you're like, I can't cook dinner tonight? Will he be like, I'll do it, or is he like, no, no? <laughs> No, I mean, he cooks, but most of the time, like, I won't let him because I'm a control freak and I like my kitchen, like, just me in the kitchen. (laughs) Sure, sure. 
That's funny. Interesting. So, um, <laughs> husband in Wyoming. That's right. Funny. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, so is he going to send us bread? <laughs> Most importantly, where's the bread? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> and how often is so? <laughs> I just we're so obsessed with carbs. <laughs> I just, same because you know there's same. nothing truly nothing I love more than an, um, a good sandwich and also toast. So and both of those things involve mm-hmm. bread. So I'm just I'm really focused on what I love. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much you can do with bread. I you could then love bread. You could make French toast. You could. You know, I but like sandwiches, sandwiches, though, you could just eat the bread. If it's good bread, you could just have you a could. slice of it. Uh, yes, yeah. you absolutely could. So <laughs> there it goes. It's our bread conversation. For... This is, this is how's bread the corner. um? how's the croissant recipe coming? Speaking of pretty good. Speaking last... of other things I want. <laughs> last time I made them, they were like actually decent looking so i was like very excited about that but i feel like they won't ship well so it's maybe okay. we'll just send you regular bread i mean the- and then you'll have to come to wyoming okay actually that's fair like the regular <laughs> bread sent here and then we'll come to wyoming for the croissants but then maybe like can you make filled ones too like chocolate croissants i'm so demanding yeah. if i were you i would have hung up on the skype call by now but um, Andy has a question. It's really funny. It's like we're taking audience questions here, but he's just sitting over there typing. <laughs> he said, ooh, I got a question, and I'm reading this verbatim. Uh, most outrageous thing that you've tried to make? Hi. <laughs> the most outrageous thing I've tried to make. Yeah, not everything. Now, keep in mind, there might you might be a very, like, normal cook like andy's the one he's making faces like i've done some weird shit which is like i don't know if that's true you haven't really tried to make anything that crazy that i know of but i think or maybe most maybe most recently i guess like most ambitious definitely the croissants and french macarons um those are rough uh let's see like weirdest most ambitious thing it was from a while ago but like i made these peanut butter cookies with sriracha in them okay yeah no that's outrageous how did that go (laughs) um i mean it was like six years ago it was kind of weird i ended up just like eating most of the cookie dough because i didn't really want to make cookies (laughs) that's okay that's respectable (laughs) um man are you typing something else andy or no no okay um so what's your favorite thing that you've made? If it if it wasn't the peanut um, butter sriracha cookies, what was it? <laughs> Honestly, I think my favorite thing that I make is uh, this cultured butter that I've been making. Ooh, interesting. It's just like a it's just like a good staple, and I love putting it on everything. Um, and I make my croissants with it. So, so what is husband's favorite thing that you make? Oh, I don't know. Uh, honestly, anything like bread, carbs, um, like pasta. Um, Speaking my language. I do a lot of homemade pasta for dinners and stuff. So like anything like that. Anything with potatoes. Yeah. Oh, my my God. Maybe I'll make potatoes when I get home. I have that. Yeah. (laughs) So focused. I mean, it's food. We're we're here to talk about food. 
um man so what is where do you see vegan in wyoming going yeah what's as a business like what's next if if maybe not a cookbook um what is next or do you think that you're you know you want more clients obviously but like are you content with kind of what you're how you're doing what you're doing or do you have bigger aspirations um, right now, I'm pretty content with where things are at. I've had quite a few people over the last year or so reach out to me about expanding or doing wholesale stuff. And, you know, it's something that I've thought a lot about. And as much as I really love the idea of doing something like that, you know, I really want to focus on why I started this in the first place and why I went vegan mm-hmm. in the first place and things that I'm really passionate about. So, um, you know, instead of jumping the gun and trying to grow too big too fast because I've seen that with a lot of small businesses in this town you know they'll partner with somebody or they put so much into it so quickly and it just fails and you know a lot of people that I've done markets with and a lot of people that I've gotten to know personally here in the community um I've seen that happen and so it's something that I don't really want to jump into right away. Mm-hmm. You know, I like keeping it as small as it is. I like being able to make these deliveries on my own and have personal relationships with all of the customers and the people that I get to um, interact with. And so I really want to focus on that and make sure that the message of why I went vegan and why I'm doing vegan in Wyoming doesn't get lost in translation. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, because that's the most important thing for me. And so, you know, instead of taking the extra time and money that I have, you know, I'm focusing that and um, really channeling that into things that I'm passionate about. And so, um, you know, that kind of looks like supporting other nonprofits here in town. And uh, there's like an animal sanctuary that's a couple hours away and you know they're really in need of funds and looking to close and so 50% of my proceeds for farmers markets for this year are going to them and just things like that you know I'm really trying to focus on more this year instead of growing and expanding and so you know just reminding myself what's important. Wow that was really nice that was like a a really good I was just gonna say that was yeah that was amazing that was like a really good like this is who I really am. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I think that that gets lost so often, not just with vegan things, but in general, when someone starts a small business and all of a sudden it becomes more about the appearance of things or making money or being the most popular or the best or whatever, and they lose the heart. And it really sounds like you have a very big heart and it's definitely in the right place. So it's... I love it. And that's really exciting. And 50% of your, of all the farmer's market things. That's great. That's so nice. What's the, um, what's the animal sanctuary, if I may ask? Yeah, it's called uh, Home on the Range Animal Haven. And they, um, and they work with um, abused and neglected farm animals. So they have like goats and donkeys. They have some chickens. And then what they do on the other side of that is they bring groups and people in from the community uh, to interact with these animals 
And so it's kind of cool that it works both ways and people uh, really get to see, you know, what these animals are like after they've been rehabilitated. And, you know, they might be people who are struggling or going through something and they get to be with these animals. So that's pretty cool. Wow. I love that. Yeah, we love sanctuaries. And then maybe someday you could just, I don't know, maybe you could educate people and like have a vegan in Wyoming, but in each state. You know, you know, like, yeah. like I see, like we talked to um, Victoria Moran, like yeah. instead of maybe you could start your own culinary school and then, Ooh. you know, like people come out to you, you can Don't teach them. Us. Yeah, we could maybe the B-Spot could be the vegans <laughs> in New York. <laughs> Don't forget us when you're famous yeah. and everybody wants to go to Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. You could also make a name because then everyone would want to go to Wyoming. And I feel like it's definitely one of the less, like, I don't know, it's a more forgotten state. Leah loves Wyoming. Somebody that we know yeah. loves Wyoming. That's because Leah lives <laughs> in the woods, pretty much. <laughs> Kiki, do you hike? Do you do Wyoming things? Um, I mean, honestly, I really don't like being outside at all. Isn't Wyoming like, um, the most beautiful, though? Like, it, isn't it? I've never been. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty and, like, um, honestly, like the only time I go outside is to like go for a run, which usually amounts to like anywhere between half an hour and two hours. And so I don't spend much time outside for, you know, being from sure. Wyoming and everyone around here is like, oh, I love the outdoors. And I'm like, okay, that's I guess cool. that's kind of what it's like being in upstate New York, too, though, because yes. we have the Adirondacks yeah, the Adir- right here. Well, we yeah. have the Adirondacks to our north and the Catskills to the south. We're, so like we're like in the perfect yeah, area. And- we're at the Berkshires yeah. are east of us. Like yeah. we're we're in Mountain Town and everybody loves to hike. There's like waterfalls everywhere. Watkins Glen is like a huge attraction. All and the I'm green like, mountains in Vermont. Yeah, like I'm like, I'm all right. I like <laughs> I like it. And it's funny because we I like small uh, hikes. I like small hikes and I like waterfalls, yeah. but it's more like for me, it's like Andy and I'll be like, oh, let's go for a walk Saturday yeah, yeah. morning. And like we might drive to, you know, the Adirondacks yeah. and walk on a mountain trail. But yeah. it's like walk on a mountain trail for an right, hour right, right, and right. then go it's not home. Like a real hike. Yeah. Hike, hike. Not really. With like your hiking poles or whatever people use. I don't know. Or 12 weeks in the woods like Leah does. <laughs> right, right. <You> know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, Those are all my questions. It was primarily about, you know, the food in Wyoming. Um, I... I'm just so interested. Yeah, I think, yeah, I just, um, well, we can ask our, like, we ask everybody question. But also, oh. I'm curious, um, because so Danny and I already mentioned that, like, while we were super excited to meet you via the internet... We definitely were like, oh, wow, we're going to get poisoned because a stranger wants to send us food. So I'm curious. <laughs> I'm definitely curious. Like, it, it, it's, it was just like such a cool thing for you to be like, hey, I'm going to send you guys cookies. Like, th- that's just like such a cool thing. Like, is that just... It, is that who you are? Are Kiki? you trying to figure out if we're special or no, not? No, I'm trying. Oh. No, because here's the thing. Because here's the thing. And I think and I think this can be attributed to us How being from New York. How many podcasts have you sent well, cookies no, this, to? Kiki. I mean, yeah, that. But also, I think this can be attributed to us being New Yorkers and just being suspicious of fucking everyone and being True. like, 
people like people in the world are not nice like you know what i mean but like you're so nice and i and here in new york people are just not like that like i would never think to do that ever no matter like how much i enjoyed a podcast or i enjoyed anything i would never think to do something nice for somebody I don't know if you want to hear that she loves you, if you're talking shit like, about yourself. I'm, it's a little bit happening. of everything because it's just such a different, right? Am I right? Would you, you're looking at me like I'm crazy, but like, right though? Like people in New York are not like that. We're not like that. Oh no, we're, we're crap people. <laughs> No, we're not. <laughs> it's like I'm just like I just it's like so interesting to me. I mean, obviously we benefited from it because delicious cookies, but I'm like, tell me about how why are you so nice? <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember like listening to the first few episodes and you guys were like people should send us stuff and I was like, "Oh man, I could send them a thing." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> cookies travel well. And I mean, I don't know. And it's always something that I've kind of done. I've like, I like connecting with people through food. And so, you know, if a friend has a birthday or whatever and I know about it, then like, I'll try and make them a free cake or something. Or, you know, if we're visiting friends out of town and I know they're vegan, then I'll make them cookies and bring them with us. Or, um, you know, just like things like that. Um, I remember like sometimes I would house sit when I was um, younger and I would make them cupcakes and cookies and that kind of stuff because I'm like, well, I know that they like them and, you know, it's just kind of as an appreciation thing. And so, I don't know, it's just something that, you know, I've done pretty much since like my late teens. You know, my best way to connect with people is through food. And so I've just found that, that's, that's what I do. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and that, but now we're like cats, right? We talk about our cats all the time. And I know my cats are like this. You give them something once and they just expect it all the time. <laughs> and so now look what you've created. You've created monsters in us because <laughs> we're like, so what about cookies <laughs> or bread? <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> about that what's the what's the most what's the next like occasion that we can be Your like birthday. oh wish we had cookies Is you're that turning the... 30 soon yeah that's true thanks for putting that out there you're now welcome. i feel old again you're welcome. I mean, I'm well past 30, so it is what it is. You look good for 38. I'm not 38. You bite your tongue. She's not a day over 37. It's true. Ew, stop it. So, yeah. Any, anything else? Anything you want to say? Yeah. Oh, other than oh. our final question. Oh, yeah, well, our that's final our final question. question. But, that's, but yeah. I just it's wanted like to know if Kiki jeopardy. wanted to say anything or ask anything or, I don't know, make fun of us. Or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> any, any. Do you have any com- thoughts or yeah. feelings? Oh, I don't know. Any other. Okay. No, not really. That's completely fair. Um, But now you deserve what's coming to you. And that's the question. It's the, <laughs> the hardest question. question. Well, I guess we kind of. Yeah, but like it could, it can't be something. It has to be like. Not her own. Yes. Okay. What is your favorite vegan meal? Of all time that you've ever had, 
and in then the I whole guess world. it could be something that you make for yourself. But like, but we already asked. We already theory, okay. Yeah. Andy says no because no. we already kind of talked about yeah. that. So like something somebody else has made or you've had somewhere restaurant, New York City, wherever. What is it? Hmm. Does ice cream count as a meal? Yeah, sh- Andy says yes. I say An yes. Enthusiastic yes. I think it also depends how much you eat too. Yeah. Like if you eat a lot of ice cream in one sitting, but like yeah, yeah. Definitely the three little birds ice cream. Mm. Then they're like out of New York. Dunwall has it sometimes. But I remember when I was living there and I was working at this cafe and I would save up all of my tip money that I'd get at the end of the day and literally pay for ice cream in change every single day. (laughs) I relate to that life. Especially in New York City. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel say, like that's both like... because I lived in New York and because I love ice cream and yeah. because I have no shame paying with coins. No. <laughs> One time I paid for like <laughs> an entire pizza in mm. coins. Yeah. Yeah, it was like ten dollars yeah. a pint and it was so expensive, but I got one every oh, single day. Sounds great. I admire you for that actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now what was your favorite flavor? Oh man, they were all so good. Um, I really liked their peanut butter cups mm. one, and it was like most of their ice cream was cashew based. But instead of like doing the cashew based, they just took the roasted peanuts and like blended it and basically made like the peanut butter the ice cream, and it was so good. That sounds absolutely like majestical. That sounds so good. <laughs> uh, even Andy just looked like interested, and he doesn't like peanut butter which is weird yeah that is weird <laughs> yeah that's actually really that's a really great point if you do send us cookies peanut butter ones are great because then we don't have to share with andy <laughs> he didn't like that joke. um ice cream i think that's absolutely a meal yeah. and i mean as an adult sometimes i choose to eat ice cream for breakfast Ooh. oh yeah you could have could you have ice cream tonight after your potatoes i could yeah <laughs> i could yeah absolutely see, see? that's that's all I got. Yeah. I think. Anything. Where where can people find you then, Kiki? Yeah, what's what's all your, your info? Yeah, your social media blog, oh, all yeah. that stuff. Where can where can folks go find you and drool over your food? So on Instagram, it's just at vegan in Wyoming. I have a Facebook page and that's where I post um, dinners and stuff. And that's just vegan in Wyoming as well. And then the website is veganinwyoming.com. I have um, the menus for the dinners that I do, as well as all of the desserts um, that can be made to order, as well as um, I can do shipping on cookies and brownies. And so that's on there. And I do weekly updates on the blog. So, um, yeah, all of that's on the website. Cool. Yay. Cool. Well, thank you for it coming nice on to and talk to you you're welcome thank you well, for having me someday we'll get to meet in real life andy said that what is it is denver i know is denver close, close to you the airport denver's close okay he was looking up denver's close we go to denver andy a lot says that it's inexpensive to fly to denver so we're gonna pack our things and we'll see you tomorrow yeah we'll see you in a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's a lot earlier that well Two hours, but still, that makes a big difference yeah. in my world. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so. You'll need a day to recover, so. Oh, man. But yeah, so hopefully sometime soon we can actually, like, real person meet. Yeah. Yeah, if you come here, Andy has to cook for you. Or I could. That'll be our our official sign-off, yeah. I guess. 
Or unofficial, official, unofficial. Unofficial, Sweet. official, unofficial. Yeah. Official, unofficial, official, <laughs> unofficial. Yeah. It's like a tongue twister. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you then. Yay. Thank you for having me. Yay. <sighs> so that was nice meeting Kiki. <laughs> yeah. For real. Yeah. I kind of want to just be your friend. I feel like, though. It would be. It would actually be cool to either go out there yeah. or if they came out here for some reason. Like, that would just be, like, a cool thing, you know? It's so funny. We're so lazy because I'm like, I'm like, how do we get them to come here? So. Yeah. I mean, I've never been to Denver. I've never been to Colorado at all. I've been yeah. to Arizona, but I've never, I haven't really spent a lot of time in, like, that part of the country. It would be cool. We could go out there and then we have somewhere to stay. I just yeah. made that up. She didn't say we could stay with her. Well, maybe, um, like, Leah will be in some forest out there, and she can, like, let us. What? Let all of us stay in her one-person hovel or whatever it is in her yurt. (laughs) She'll let us see where her pile of leaves that she poops in is. so gross. Oh, Oh, I miss Leah. Anyway. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, that was was really cool. Like, it's so strange, because I do feel like we knew her it was a weird combination of knowing her yeah. not knowing her and like Just her like being a professional but that not, we know, you know but like, yeah. like we don't know her it's like the first time seeing her face and hearing her voice but like i'm well acquainted with her cooking and her handwriting <laughs> right and like things about her yeah you know yeah it's That's also just cool that like somebody who listens to this podcast like that we were able to develop a relationship with them to a point where like she came on the podcast and talked mm-hmm. to us and mm-hmm. maybe someday we'll actually get to meet. It's just cool. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there are other spots open for that. So if anyone wants to mail us food. Yeah, you have to bribe us. Don't first. be a psycho, though. You know, don't be a psycho. Like, don't poison us. Right. So. That. Well, I mean, that would be counter. Someone could send us like because you're not going to get on the podcast. T-shirts, point of poison us. That's true. Ooh, t-shirts. What yeah, us? send us. I don't know. Animal, some fun animal rights thing. Nothing too aggressive though. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just like stuff. We just... stuff. <laughs> Do you have any stuff you don't want? <laughs> yeah, your birth certificate. <laughs> I don't know. You're so weird. Anyway. Uh, I, I so I was gonna say your thimble collection, but for some reason the word thimble became thumbnail in my. Oh head. no! I don't want that. And a thumbnail collection. I definitely is don't want your thumbnail collection. I'm not even sure I want your thimble collection. I don't really want. I used to collect thimbles. You would, Grandma. <laughs> Did you keep it next to your button jar? I didn't have a button jar, but I had a stamp collection. Uh, grandma, grandpa, in that case. What? Oh, spoons. Yeah, I used to collect spoons. My too. grandmother does that. My grandmother, uh, this is not a joke. Oh my God. My grandmother has at least, I think, two like hanging things in her house with spoons from like all over the world, like yep. little antique spoons. Yeah. Yes. Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> grandma, what big spoons you have? <laughs> They're actually quite little. (laughs) (laughs) She also collects like porcelain shoes. And yeah, where are they? (laughs) Uh, My my grandma won't give me them until she's dead. Or not porcelain. Well, not they're not all porcelain, but like glass, like decorative shoes. Mm. You obviously know what I mean. My my Um, grandma has a little curio cabinet of them that when she passes 20,000 years in the future, I'm getting. Yeah, yeah. 
my grandmother, she also has so. like hundreds of porcelain dolls and like those are coming at the end of yeah. the month. <laughs> oh god, you're gonna turn thirty, except turn ninety. Yeah, I was gonna say ninety, ninety-five. Just yeah. to really embrace that grandma life. Yeah. It's nice, it's fine. Anyways. Is there any Norman Rockwell in this house? <laughs> Is there? Andy says yes. <laughs> I feel like Andy's making that. Oh my god! I love, I'm just like going down the list of all the Old things my things. grandparents had. Because <laughs> I feel like it's less likely that you would have anything that my other grandmother had, oh my- like like plates with like the Pope on it. Oh no! <laughs> like no. like religious no artifacts no. and things so I'm i do going... have norman rockwell socks yeah. i forgot the socks yeah. yeah well i mean that's better than like it would be more grandma-y if you had like a, a framed photograph or oh. like a framed painting or drawing rather no. have you been to the norman rockwell museum no no <laughs> is it where i got the socks did i <laughs> Well, the Norman Rockwell Museum's not far from here. That's, yeah, then I probably did. Yeah. Anyway, Grandma. Well, yeah, past my bedtime. I gotta go take my teeth out. (laughs) I have a dentist appointment next week. I'm gonna be you. Are you getting holes? I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's my first dentist appointment in five years. Wow. So it's gonna be really bad. It's gonna be, I'm so, I can't wait to be shamed. I'm gonna be shamed so hard. So. It's gonna be really bad. Just as a random note, because this made me think of that. You know how you floss before you go to the dentist, pretending that you've done it every day? I started flossing about a week ago, because I thought hey. maybe two weeks of flossing would be better than, like, two hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, because I went and, when I got my hair cut, I was like, I do the opposite of what I do with the dentist. Like, with the dentist, I, like, want to clean my teeth as yeah. much as possible. With my hair, I you go just, into Bridget, and I'm like, I want to be as gross as possible, because she always does my hair so nicely. Yes. I hear that. Sorry, Bridget. But yeah, well then. Um, anything else as we sign off for our folks? Um, I uh, the only I guess on the only other thing I did want to do was um, just in case I wanted to like thank the people at Lush for putting that thing up about us, and mm. if any new Lushies are listening, what up? Yeah, that's hey. cool. Yeah, very cool stuff. Um, so if anybody from Lush is now listening to this podcast as a result, welcome. Yeah. And I truly apologize. <laughs> oh, see, I don't. Like, that's like the other scary thing. Like, just in general, when somebody's like, oh, I listen to your podcast, I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> see, I'm always like, you're welcome. Uh, so, uh, cool. But we actually, I don't know if you noticed, mm-hmm. but I like went through and looked. A lot of the new followers we got on Instagram are people who work at Lush. Oh, that's creepy. A lot of them. So, um, Ooh, hi so guys. that's cool. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Because I was like, huh, I wonder. And I went and there's just, I mean, not like that many new followers or anything, but a lot of the new followers we did have are people who work at Lush. That's awesome. Well, yeah. welcome then, guys. So. And uh, we shall see. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. Uh, and to catch up, if you're new to the podcast or whatever, you can go to the vspot.fm. Mm-hmm. And find all our old stuff and if you're like kiki you know listen to one episode and then backtrack and listen to all 60 something oh wow that's not that many yeah. why do i feel like it should be more that's mm, quite a few i guess it is so what episode number is this gonna be 
63, 4. <laughs> You're doing that? sign language. What the <laughs> hell did you just do? See Charades Podcast. Yeah. Charades Cast. Charade Cast. 66. Oh, shit. You know what that means. I do. Near and dear. It's coming. Wink. Great. Cool. Well, until then. Until we should... then. We did our thing. Oh, and Patreon. Subscribe to our Patreon. Give us money. What? Don't give us money. Uh, definitely do. <laughs> no, definitely do. I don't know. Andy's. So, yeah. Tell your friends about us. Apparently, Andy was listening to uh, something that the McElroys were on. And they were saying, like, the best way to, um, you know, have a great podcast and whatever is to just spread the word. Yeah. That there is no, like, secret formula of, yeah. like, X number of advertisers or sponsors or whatever. Like, it's always good to have that, but really it's the support of the people. Um, and the way that you can support us best, apparently, is by just telling your friends and just organically talking about, hey, I played this great drinking great game last <laughs> Friday with my friends. Wasted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or... You know, then if I you actually like us to Dallas, Texas, just so I could eat some Taco Bell. Right. <laughs> right. I woke up in Dallas. I woke up in Dallas. It was weird. After listening to this podcast. Yeah. Tell your friends about us. Um, and that would be great. And that really helped us out a lot. And we really appreciate it. Yeah. And that's it. Andy's proud of me. Thanks. Great. All right. Okay. Do you think we could do that again? No, I wasn't even looking at you the last I time I wasn't did that. Either. I, I was like, looking at Andy did it out of like impulse. Yeah. All right. Should we okay. just like do it out of impulse? No. It's too much pressure. Okay. Oh, uh, damn it! See? One more time. Ready? Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna flick my wrist. So that's how you'll know. You ready? Yeah. There see, it is. don't shake your head no at me, Andrew. <laughs> it worked. I'm gonna flick my wrist. <laughs> Avada Kedavra. <laughs> She's spell casting. <laughs> <laughs>